Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. Hello. Got a big headache. Oh no. Yeah, I've taken some paracetamol, but they haven't kicked in yet. That's not strong enough. Well, what, what do you suggest? Heroin? Yeah, no, Nurofen. Ibuprofen, I mean. Do, 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 so, do you have a thing where yes. you can certain headaches feel like they belong to one or the other? I wouldn't. I wouldn't waste my time with paracetamol for anything. Really? Is that for right? anything? If it's if it needs painkiller, I'm not wasting my time. Ah, I I feel that if there's something, yeah, like when it's in the back of your neck. Then you've really got to get in there with the ibuprofen. Right. I feel that if it's in the front of my head over my eyes, Neurofen's going to do nothing and I've got to use paracetamol. Whoa, really? So I see them as one's like weak and it's pointless and one's strong and it works. That's my, but I never thought that they might do different things. To different oh, headaches. yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely think that about aspirin. Oh, aspirin, don't even talk to me about aspirin. That's just thinning bud, isn't it? Like, yeah. It's not for actual pain. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no, no. no but I, I, I try and assess the type of headache hmm. and then I think, oh, this one's a bit more paracetamol-y. This is news to me. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh. What about be... if you've got a cold? What are you doing then? Um, I, 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 I do every two hours. So, you know, you're only allowed to take uh, a painkiller every four hours. Right. I take some Nurofen. Uh, okay. Two hours later, take some paracetamol. You're doing both. I'm staggering it. Double dosing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very interesting. But um, I don't know if, if, if I'm a bit shivery, mm. a bit achy of limbs, then uh, definitely Nurofen. Right. But if I'm just feeling bad, mm. more, more paracetamol. Okay. Maybe I need to be more adaptable in yeah. my thinking here. Wow. Well, um, I'd be interested to know if anybody else <laughs> matches matches their headaches with different types of painkillers. Yeah, yeah. I just thought one was weak and the other, so there's no point doing the weak one. I don't think so. Why do I think that? That's obviously just wrong. Okay. I mean, I like the ones with codeine in the best. Oh, that's, that's, that's top dog. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But it is a pain having to go to the pharmacist counter. Because you can't just go to a news agent. No, you have to ask for it, don't you? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And then they say, have you taken this before? <laughs> If anyone goes, no, I just, uh, I just sort of give it a whirl. <laughs> I've heard good things. I heard it called Top Dog on a podcast. <laughs> Thought I'd try it out. Is it Top Dog? And then they say, um, and you mustn't use it for more than a few days. Okay. And I don't 
But even if, I, but I'm not. I'm just like saying whatever. I'm just. Oh yes. Oh yes. I'm just saying whatever it takes to get it off of them. Is it because it's addictive? I guess so. Yeah. But I, yeah. Okay. But if you're addicted to getting rid of pain, that sounds like quite normal addiction. Yes. Although there, there is an opioids crisis in America, so it can it can go poorly. I think. <laughs> okay. Yeah. With the painkillers, should probably research that. Yeah. Elvis, I right. think, was an example oh, of that. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think there's a, a long history of people for whom painkiller addiction has has become a little bit of a problem i've always wondered okay i do yes, need to, I I have <laughs> as well because I, you know i think of it i think of painkillers as being like paracetamol yeah. and it's like people like people thinking oh i've got a headache oh quite like not having a headache yes. well, i'm just gonna take some more painkillers <laughs> just just in case a headache comes back i never quite got it does it do can you get these like really strong ones that do something else like relax you a bit i don't know that's why i can guess that's the over-the-counter ones oh. although i I think people's tolerance for these things is different oh. because I've heard people say, oh, I love that paracetamol and codeine. I get a nice little buzz off it. Oh. Whereas I don't. I just stop having a headache for a while. God, I mean, I'd be the first to get a buzz. I can't have a cup of coffee, as you know and don't believe. So I mean, can, you, <laughs> can you imagine me? I, I bet I have this top dog one. But I wonder, I wonder if there's going to be a point during the podcast at which these painkillers uh, kick in. And we, and we might notice the change. Yeah, maybe I'll go giddy. Maybe mm. you know, get a nice paracetamol and codeine buzz going. Because mm. it did. It was. It was the cocodamol ones. Oh, you were lying at first. <laughs> well, I just didn't <laughs> think it needed all that detail. I mean, it did. Once we got into it, it does now. So, okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. But I'm at a stage in my life where I don't own any ibuprofen or paracetamol if it doesn't also have its little friend codeine accompanying it. Are you addicted? <laughs> yeah, maybe I am. <laughs> maybe I am. Addicted. Oh, my God. Oh, oh so God. Um, what's the weather doing today? Oh, I God. can't tell. Like, it went really cold. Yesterday, I put the heating on. Yeah, yeah. Did you? I put it on a couple of days ago. No. Why are people so... Because you have to hold out till mid-November you and it's don't. shameful. You do. It's not. You, you have Let to hold out. Let go of that. Be free. I, I felt pathetic. I couldn't handle it's not pathetic. it. I felt pathetic. It's just... This is the same as people who like, oh, I don't really like taking painkillers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just like to suffer. <laughs> Why? Well, I was suffering. I was, I was frozen. Yeah. So I just thought I'm going to do one hour, treat myself. Here's what you do. Make yourself as comfortable as possible at all times. Yeah. In, in, w- w- whatever it is, heating, mm. painkillers, okay. physical position. Okay. This is what we should all be aspiring to. <laughs> okay. Do you not think? <laughs> I do think. Well, why wouldn't you? Yeah. I, mean, I do like a house coat rather than the heating on. A house coat? You yeah, own like, a house coat? Well, by which I mean I like to put my dressing gown on over oh, my clothes. And you call it a house coat during the day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It ceases to be a dressing gown after breakfast and it becomes a house coat. And because you don't smoke, you can't call it a smoking jacket. No, not really. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, okay. no. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> does she smell funny when you put the heating on for the first time after, after the summer? Um... I don't think so. I feel like I can smell the paint melting on the radiators or something. Really? Yes. No, I think I know what you mean, but it didn't happen this year. I do know what you mean. That weird sort of burning smell, but yeah, yeah. a heating up smell. But the, but the point is this. Mm. I put it on yesterday yeah. and I'm thinking I should probably turn it back off again today. Yeah, because it's not that cold today. No, I went out for a walk with a friend before. <laughs> yeah. Put a jumper on, mm. regretted it. Right. But what am I going to do? Take my jumper off? Because then it'd be too cold. <laughs> And that wouldn't be comfortable. No, no, no. you've got to be as as comfortable as possible at all times. Yeah, I met my friend at the park, and um, is is something that that I find troublesome. If the conversation goes on on longer than one loop, 
Oh, okay. I don't like to be doing laps. I don't like to be doing circuits at the park. Oh, you don't just want to go around once and and then go. So then, then if the conversation yes. goes on longer, yes, go great. Some, yeah, yeah. But no, I want to go mean. somewhere different. I don't want to be going back on myself. Yeah, yeah. Don't repetition. and I don't really like crisscrossing. Mm, it mm. feels weird. Mm. Um, I'd rather exit the park and then start walking the streets. So what did you do then? Well, I don't know because it sort of broke the um, broke the contract of the walk. Right. Because should we go for a walk in the park? Sure, let's do that. Mm-hmm. It's not let's go pounding the streets. Yeah. Although I like the park, but I do find the streets more interesting. That doesn't surprise me about you at all. It's, it's, I feel very much the same way as I do about the countryside. Yeah, yeah. I, I love love the greenery, seeing some birds, a thicket. But it gets old very quickly to me. Mm. Whereas the, the street, there's a lot more to be looking at. You look through people's windows, shop fronts, yep. pedestrians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you still see pigeons. Yeah. It's not like the I mean, the pigeons know that the park is boring. They they don't stick to the park. The pigeons are more interesting because they're doing things like pecking at poo and things like that. Yes. Yeah. 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 They're doing more fun, like interesting things. Yeah. Just so, flying about. So I had to then broach the, sub- broach the subject of, of leaving the park. Mm. And. <laughs> My friend had mentioned that she that she has a knowledge of three different branches of a particular cafe mm. because she has little crushes on various people who work there. Oh, yeah. So she likes to go past them um, and see who's working today and see if she can kind of wrap her head around the roster because they all move between different branches. It's a single person. No. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Woo. Interesting. So then I said, oh, do you want to go and walk past another branch of such and such a cafe? Right. Which is what we did, but I think it sounded like a weird suggestion from me. When does she make notes? Or just mental notes? I don't, I don't know if I don't know if she's got a... I don't know dossier. She, yeah, a dossier. <laughs> right, I don't right. know, but oh. she certainly seems to have it all up here. Wow, very you interesting. Know. Um, this cafe, hmm. they're doing a pumpkin spice latte. Right. Now... Enjoy the idea of a pumpkin spice latte. I'm not sure how fussed with one I am, really. Mm. Like, I want to get into the autumnal spirit, but I'm not sure I like it that much. No, it's not something I've ever got into. But then when I see it, see it I think oh, I should have one of those, which is what happened today. But they've got a sign up. You know, they have like chalk drawings of what they, they have on the menu. Mm. So they've drawn a picture of pumpkin spice latte and made a big sign advertising it, but also written basic on the cup. Like you're a basic bitch for one to one. No, so they're yeah. ins- they're encouraging so you yes, right, and yes, then insulting yes, you. Yes, yeah, yeah. Are you yeah. sure the basic referred to basic bitch, and it wasn't just like they bought cheap cups that were basic range? Why would you write basic on a sign? <laughs> I think I think there's some kind of joke about people who drink pumpkin spice lattes are a <gasps> well, bit basic. Really? But I think if you feel like that about them, don't sell them to no. me. No, because if I'm absolutely honest, I don't like them that much in the first place. <laughs> you're not basic. But I'm just trying to be autumnal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we hear from the drifters? Let's. First one is from regular contributor Andy Reynard. A long time ago, when I was 15, I was invited to a party. If I was to brave going, I had two major psychological obstacles to overcome. One, my extreme shyness, and two, the fact that my old girlfriend was going to be there. This was my first serious relationship. Well, serious is pushing it a little far. It was actually my first romantic relationship of any kind. Well, romantic is pushing it a little far. (laughs) It was based purely on snogging and lasted a whirlwind five days. Since those heady days, her and her best friend have been far from nice to me, but I was desperate to meet another girl, any girl. So in a state of extreme anxiety, I found myself heading down the high street to the party. 
The two was in an establishment that was a wine that was a bar and a nightclub upstairs and an Italian bistro downstairs. The building also had a function room, which is where the party would be. I was unsure where to go and my anxiety rose a little higher, if that were possible, when I saw who were acting as ushers on the door. None other than my ex and her friend. The urge to turn and run was overcome by the ethereal sounds of sirens calling my name from the party. Or to put it another way, I was really hoping I might cop off with a girl. So I approached the two smirking friends and managed to mumble a, Hi, where do I go for the party? They were giggling as they said, You went down the stairs and left around the corner. And I scurried away as quickly as I could. As I reached the bottom of the stairs, I was confronted with two alternative routes. One went left round the corner, as they'd said, though I couldn't see where it led, and the other was an unmiked door straight ahead. My anxiety hamster started to spin quickly in his wheel. (laughs) Had they been telling the truth, or was there giggling because they were sending me to the toilets or into a broom cupboard? I could hear voices beyond the door straight ahead, so decided to try that one. I found myself in the bistro. The sensible course of action would have been to retreat and follow the instructions of the girls and see if that took me to where the party was, but the serious drifter in me had other ideas. <laughs> if I left, everyone in the room would be thinking, what's that idiot doing? Does he want to eat something or what? Is he lost like a complete imbecile? So I took another slightly less sensible course of action. I went and sat down at one of the tables. <laughs> I hadn't even waited for one of the staff to show me to a table. I think in my fretful state, I was still trying to convince myself that this was where the party was and that it was not indeed a restaurant, even though it very clearly was. I sat in my booth, nursing an extreme case of social paralysis. I was properly trapped now. If I got up and left at this point, I would attract even more stares and it would be clear that I was lost like a fool. So I sat there and wondered what the hell I should do next. Just bolt for the door with my jacket over my head like a defendant heading into Crown Court. (laughs) Ostentatiously keep looking at my watch, then depart as if I'd been stood up by my hot date. The truth started to dawn on me. I was going to have to order a meal and sit there on my own, eating pizza while the party (laughs) went on without me somewhere else. I started totting up how much cash I had on me. What was the minimum I could order without it looking like I was eating by mistake? It was difficult to decide on something as I didn't even have a menu. After five minutes of purgatory, a waiter spotted me and came over. Can I help you, sir? He asked, slightly perplexed. I could have fronted it out and asked for a menu. But I came clean, clean, as quietly as I could, in the hope that no one else could hear. I managed to squeak out one word. Party? <laughs> oh, that's through that door, down the corridor, he said, giving me exactly the same directions <laughs> I've been given by my ex and her friend. I stood up quickly to make my lightning exit, but didn't account for the metal lampshade hovering just above the table. Oh, God. My head bounced off it, oh, delivering God. a loud clang. I certainly had the attention of the restaurant now. Through the pain and slight dizziness, I could see couples on adjacent tables stifling their laughter as I died a thousand deaths. I departed like a diner doing a runner on the bill to continue my search for the party. This feels like there should be a part two, shouldn't there? Really does. Yeah. <laughs> but sadly, that's the end. Next one is oh, from. That's fantastic. Yeah. Next one's from Protector of the Realm, Daryl. I was talking to my wife the other day. She was telling me something that happened to her in the 80s. She was shopping with her twin sister in Ealing, West London, passing a nice shoe shop they decided to have a look inside. Once inside, they were drawn towards a tall carousel with many handbags hanging off it. She was particularly taken with one bag and decided to remove it from the carousel. She said what happened next will haunt her for the rest of her life. 
As she was removing the handbag from the overfilled rack, she became aware that the rack was moving. It was a carousel, so should move. But this wasn't a round movement. This was a tilting movement. The tilt became unstoppable and crashed down onto three shelves with shoes on. The shelves could not take this impact and also gave way. Bags and shoes scattered around the shop. She looked around for her twin sister, only to see her casually walking out of the shop. She apologised to the staff profusely, who were very good about it, but informed her they would have to close the shop while they cleaned up. <laughs> Needless to say, she has never been back there since. Oh, and understandably as well. I think I, that's exactly how I would handle that. Mm-hmm. Um, send us your story, please. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. <laughs> Annabelle? Yes. How's it going on the Substack? Oh, thank you for asking. This week, oh, I've got to do a little run up to this word. Let me just practice it in my head first. Okay. The benefits of catastrophizing, uh-huh. according to no psychologists but me. <laughs> and it includes something weird that I do that I have never told anybody before ever i've never told you this i've never told it is a weird thing i do and nobody knows about this but i decided to tell lots of people about it on my substack i can't wait to get stuck in (laughs) so uh, annabelleport.substack.com and it should be out sometime tomorrow afternoon but if you subscribe now it'll be straight into your inbox i'm ready for another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult okay I hosted a party on Sunday. What? Not mine. Oh. My son's sixth birthday party. I've somehow managed to get to this age without doing anything that involves more than four children, which I think is amazing. I'm really proud of myself for that. Yes. But he knows now. He knows that other children have big parties and he wanted one. I think mostly because he saw how many presents other children get at the end. I think that's the main motivation. Yes. So his initial guest list was about 30, but I got him down to 15. And I feel this is something that they don't teach in schools and they should. Like, I found it very stressful. I think it's probably easier doing the Met Gala guest list than a six-year-old's <laughs> birthday party. Like the list changed every day in the run-up to the invite. And there were late entries from kids he'd recently got very friendly with. There were the kids who'd had a party but didn't invite him, but did invite most of his friends. So there was no way in hell they were coming as they're my enemies for life, which he then had to be steered away from as he's much more forgiving than me. It was all very stressful. Would you not want to invite some out of spite? Oh, it- I, I thought about it. I thought about, look at me, like mm. being the bigger person. Yes. But no, I'm, it turns out I'm quite a small person, <laughs> <laughs> which we all knew. So the actual inviting itself wasn't too bad. I just sent individual messages to the parents. But someone told me recently about the way that another parent from her kids' school had done it. You know, these uh, class WhatsApp groups that parents uh, belong to? Yes. So she sent a message to the class WhatsApp group saying, hi, parents of, and then listed 12 kids. Can you come to so-and-so's party on this date? Is that the most insane thing you've ever heard? Yes. That's so weird. Yes, that is weird. So weird. So everyone who wasn't invited just knew straight away. That's really weird. Really. And also it just wastes everyone else's time because there's loads of discussion about it. But who are these people who are not worried about what other people think? I know. I know. But the inviting and the guesses, that wasn't the worst bit, though. And I believe this is the worst part, not just about having a party for your kid, but having a child in general. Party bags. I will briefly explain what these are in case you don't have them in your country. I don't think they have them in America, for example. Don't they call them party favours? Oh, they're slightly different. They're a bit like having wedding favours. I don't know know either. So at the end of a kid's party, as the children leave, they get given a small bag with stuff in it, kid's stuff. Now, in my day, it was for putting the cake in. You might have a lollipop as well. Does that sound familiar? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
But I think the original point was for a way to get them to take the cake home and also for getting them to leave. It's like, here you go. Bye bye. That's still the reason it's cool now, but it's spun totally out of control. Like kids expect so much now. Honestly, after doing 15 of them, I feel like I need to remortgage my flat. And I didn't even do that much. Like my son has got a party bag before where the value of the contents was significantly higher than the present that I'd given the child whose birthday it was. That's good. So and yeah. I, <laughs> you think that's good? Oh. I felt awful. And I wasn't Googling all the prices and adding them up, but I wouldn't put it past me at all. I feel that I'm part of the escalation of this. Oh, really? Yeah. You know that shop, Tiger? Yes. Yeah, I love that shop. Yeah, yeah. So so there was one year for Jean's party that I went and bought things from Tiger. Mm. Like a little, uh, which is, it's difficult to describe. I think it's a Danish shop originally. Mm. And they just have like great little things. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's useful just, things. It's but just also... a really fun shop yeah, to go yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I filled the party bag with like... Um, fridge magnets you could draw yourself and fake moustaches and things and then i saw other people starting (gasps) to buy party favors from tiger really it's it's partly my fault could you put a number on how much you think you might have spent per bag no because there's very little chance of sarah hearing this (laughs) just in case Okay, so we're all we all know it's upwards. Of, yeah, yeah, uh, I'm not even going to say yeah. a number. Okay, I think that if you can get through the process, and maybe this isn't true of you, then if you can get through the process of buying the stuff for the party bags without once thinking whose birthday is it, you're a better person than me. Oh, I'm a better person than you. Oh, in that I knew case. it. I'm I knew not it. in most ways, but, but that yeah, you didn't yeah. ever once think, God, whose whose birthday is this? No. Oh, you're much better than me. I want I want people to go away thinking that is that is a nice party bag. Oh. I mean, I want, just... I want that too, but unfortunately, my tightness overcomes that of feeling. Course, yeah. yeah, I was talking to a friend about it, and she said, "Oh, I'm just not doing this for my son's party." What a brave lady, an RIP to her when she gets ripped apart in a few months' time by <laughs> 15 angry kids. I think not having party bags is more hardcore than having a sugar-free party. Yes. <laughs> Now, the party itself, I was quite nervous about it, but I didn't have to do any entertaining as there was a man with some go-karts and a bouncy castle. And the great news is, I think the 392 bouncy castle injuries were only short-term ones. That's really good. (laughs) And I only once said about it, oh, it's a bit Lord of the Rings on there instead of Lord of the Flies. (laughs) (laughs) So that's good as well. It went very feral. But do you remember we got an email a while back from someone called Kate basically saying, if you're going to go to any party, have your own because when you're hosting, there's always something to do. She is so right. So most of the parents came with their child. And because I was quite stressed, I felt my conversation was very dull. It was like anything is interesting at all had just completely fallen out of my head. I said at one point, one sentence, which was, <laughs> I'm actually really embarrassed saying this. I said, well, children, are, well, children are very adaptable, <laughs> and then, and then I wanted to kill myself by just lying on the bouncy castle and letting nature take its course. <laughs> it was my conversation was terrible. But what's amazing is whenever I could see the other parent I was talking to just willing for me to throw myself on that bouncy castle, I could say, "Oh, I just need to top up the squash jug," or "Oh, I must replenish the Chris," or "I must take some photos." It was amazing. I can't wait for next year now. I just need to do a year of working as a high-class escort at nights to afford the party bags. <laughs> okay, low-class low class escort. <laughs> Let's go and get carried away. Low-class, all right. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, it's half term next week, so I'm going to be yes. away. Yes. We're going to go visiting Sarah's family. So we'll be off next week. Yes, uh, and then back the week after, God willing. Mm-hmm. If that's what God wills, that this podcast comes out. Yeah, it's up to then, him, really. Uh, who, who are we to stand in the way of the Lord? We are not, no, we're nothing. However, if God wants to thwart it, then who are we to stand in the way of the Lord? Yeah. I think I can take him. You think? No, I don't know. No. Probably not. No, but um, but that's, I'm I'm just putting it into the hands of the Lord. Okay. I really like it in the in the Bible when the Lord is in capital letters every oh, time they mention him. Is he? Yeah, because that happened to me once with my computer. It kept auto correcting <laughs> my name, and I can only imagine that that's a similar thing that happened in the scriptures. Uh, yeah. yeah, these things happen. Are you mentioning bouncy castles. Um, Bear with me, this this story will take some twists and turns. Mm. But it just reminded me of, of something. It's, this seems unrelated, but wait wait until you see how it all ties together. So, Annabelle and I used to work for Virgin Radio. At one point, that radio station was sold and became Absolute Radio. One of the big changes was the, the boss was obsessed with technology and social media and wanted to run it more like a, a startup. And it was an exciting time to be working there. Mm. And and he was an early adopter of social media and he got us all to be early adopters of social media. And, and, and I, you know, I was somebody who was there for MySpace and Bebo, so I did this enthusiastically. Some of the DJs were more old school and um, did, didn't uh, well, clasp the idea to their bosoms quite so readily as I did. Mm -hmm. So Twitter comes along, it starts becoming a thing. And, um, you know, the boss is saying to everybody, you've got to get this message out there that our radio station's all about, um, uh, you know, great music, great rock music and, um, and football. So that's, that's what they're going for. That's the, that's the, the way they're trying to push this new, radio station and then the strangest thing starts happening to me so i start getting a lot of hate on social media um from accounts where none of them have an actual photograph of a real person they're all pictures of like stars of classic rock uh, members of led zeppelin or or whatever okay um or they are badges of football teams. Oh, okay. And I'm thinking, this is really strange. Where is this all coming from? They're all different accounts. There's probably 20, 30 of them. And they're all saying very similar nasty things. Right. And at first I'm upset. And then I think, there's something else going on here. This, this seems quite coordinated. So I'm almost finding it funny that somebody is taking the time to operate a couple of dozen social media accounts with with the sole purpose 
of saying negative things about me. And then I start thinking, this is strange that our boss is so obsessed with um, social media, um, classic guitar music and football. Mm. And all these accounts seem to have those things in common, Mm. almost as if they were specifically designed by somebody who knew that was what he was looking for. Um, specifically designed that he would um, he would see these messages and think our type of listener really don't like Jeff. We should fire him. Right. I'm thinking to myself. But it, it, it neither escalates nor de-escalates. It just keeps happening, and I just shrug and think, so what? And nothing really comes of it. And I, I will occasionally look at these accounts, and none of them do anything apart from tweet me. Okay. Until. There is a day where one of the DJs at work is throwing a birthday party for one of their children and the Bouncy Castle doesn't turn up. In other words, the Bouncy Castle firm lets them down. At which point, all these accounts start tweeting the Bouncy Castle firm. No. Yes. No. Yeah. So then I know exactly who it is. And it's somebody who's taken a disliking to me and has launched a social media what? campaign. I never to, knew this. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you think you know who it is? I, I, straight you, away. Yeah, yeah. I know who it is. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I know who it is. Wow. Yeah. So what did you do? Did nothing. You, you nothing. Nothing. How did but you stop just, yourself from not saying anything or doing anything? What am I going to do? But I've just got the satisfaction of knowing straight yeah. away. that. Wow. Yeah. It's great, isn't that it? That is. Yes. Um, so that's what you mentioning Bouncy Castle just made me think of that. It was. It made me laugh so much. <laughs> they didn't cover their tracks very well, no, though, did they? No, not that's, at all. That's pretty like cool. Like their, their army, their robot army. Yeah. Like their targets were me and the Bouncy Castle firm that let them down on their child's birthday. It's such early days trolling that... Trolling, trolling, <laughs> trolling. Yes. That they didn't know how to do it properly. No. Like, no, no. It's very poor. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, so that that was that. I went to see at the pictures last week. Um, it was the London Film Festival, and one of my favourite films is a Swedish film called Together, which I know you love as oh, well. It's, yeah, it came out that. kind of turn of the millennium, and uh, it's about a commune, uh, like a uh, people living in a commune in the seventies in Sweden. And it's it's really it's a really funny, lovely, warm um, film. And the director, Lucas Mudersen, who's done some good films subsequently and some which are hard to watch. Um, there's a storyline in 30 Rock where Tracy uh, uh, Tracy's character decides that he wants to become a serious actor and he appears in a film called Hard to Watch, <laughs> which wins Emmys, uh, Oscars. Um, maybe both. doesn't matter. Anyway, Lucas Mudersen. Yeah, yeah. Like his film's got hard going, but he has done a sequel to Together. It's called Together 99. It's set 20-odd years on from the original, and it was made 20 years on from the original as well, hence the, you know, the time difference. And it revisits those characters and only two of them are still living in a commune together. Oh, okay. And one decides to throw the other a nice birthday party and get some of the old gang back together. Oh, uh, great. And I just I just love anything where you there's characters who you've not seen for decades and then you get to revisit them at a different stage in their life. How often do you think about living on a commune? I couldn't live in a commune. Never. Oh, okay. No. Why do you? Yeah, sometimes. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You have a. <laughs> I know it doesn't make any sense. Well, I think it's like your self-image versus the reality. There's there's quite a big gap between right. those things sometimes. Right, right. So I think that I would enjoy it, but you know that I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's fair enough. I'll take that point. Yeah. You're a very moody person mm. who struggles to live with one. Hmm. adult and one child yeah but I'm envisaging it that I'd have my own space but then if I wanted to be sociable I could and that I'd just get loads of free childcare is is that what it's like when you sometimes go on holiday with um, family or Tom's family Uh, no 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 no. and that's like the novelty of a holiday just over the course of 10 days I think what we're learning here really is I haven't thought it through in any way at all (laughs) that's what that's what that's the actual takeaway point of this okay anyway it's good I don't know um I don't know when it's going to be on the pictures but it's good what else was going to tell you about went out for Sunday lunch this weekend and I noticed something I really like English mustard with my roast potatoes Mm -hmm. but I really hate asking for English mustard in case I sound like um, nationalistic, <laughs> a bit too egg and chips. Yeah, like Probably I'm only English. asking for it because it's English mustard, uh, not that French mustard. I think it makes you seem like more hardcore because it's so strong. I, well, I, I know, I know. So I know. can I have that fiery one? I've forgotten what it's called. You know, the really yellow yeah, fiery yeah. Well, one. Well, that very strong yellow mustard. Uh, yeah. Um, I sometimes we'll just ask for horseradish. Oh, I love horseradish. Just to avoid asking for mm. English mustard. Mm. Um, and then, oh, I don't know if there's anything in this or not. I was in Five Sapphires the other day. I've told you there's a young man working in there. Can we just say briefly that's in your local newsagent? Yes. Five Sapphires sounds like a jewellers. <laughs> I was in my local jewellers. <laughs> I met someone last week in Esther's who came over to say hello. That's, who was that's a, a cafe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, who's a drifter and right. visiting her son. Oh, lovely. In, in, uh, she lives in Yorkshire and she was visiting her son in London. And she'd stumbled across this nice cafe, but then seen Five Sapphires, the news agent. Oh, like, oh, oh it's no. Five Sapphires. Oh, wow. And it's the most unremarkable looking local shop. Oh. Like the name suggests it's something you might make a pilgrimage to. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the reality is really something quite different. It's disappointing, really. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and also, for people who don't know, the man who works there and I have terrible, awkward rapport. I like him, but we just can't. Can't get any wind in the sails. Mm. There's now a young man working there who's a lot more chatty, but I still can't get wind in the sails oh, with him. Oh, dear. Um, but he seems to really like me. Okay. But the conversation is very stilted. Okay. I can't meet him where... He'll try and make a joke and I don't realise it's a joke oh. and then vice versa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was the know with his brother the other day. I know this because he said, this is my brother. And I said, oh, clearly younger brother and he said oh yeah said much younger in what 10 15 years i mean they look about the same age but i'm trying Mm. to do that thing that you do Mm. but he just takes it really literally he's like no there's there's actually uh, strangely there's only just over a year between us (laughs) okay yeah yeah Mm. and then i dig dig deeper with the with the joke i use that word uh in inverted commas it's like oh come on i mean this guy what he looks like he could be your father right and the the brother's going no, no, I think think we look like brothers. Sounds like they've got a very healthy attitude towards ageing. Like that's, <laughs> that's what I'm seeing here. But the thing is, I think that's a stupid joke when people say that. <laughs> like, I don't even think it's a good joke. But I'm just like trying to... I'm thinking, what do people who make banter, what do they say? Right. And then I'm trying to do that and it's going poorly for mm-hmm. me. When I should have just said, it was quite a nice day, so I could have just said, hot enough for you. <laughs> yeah, it would yeah. have been absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quandary Corner. Oh, did you ever ring up that nail salon? Oh. You know, from the moment we said it until now, completely left my mind. Like, no. Completely left my mind. No. 
I might have the number of the nail salon. Really? I think so. Just bear with me a okay. second. Because Lizzie uh, got back in touch. Oh, okay, okay. With the number. Um, oh, that would have that would have triggered my memory, but I didn't see that. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm pressing the pressing the link on Google now. Am I going to call them now? Yeah. Okay. And do you want to know if there's a loyalty card, right? Yeah. 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 And if you get tea and coffee, okay, yeah. cool. Oh, hi there. Um, I'm thinking about getting my nails done at your salon. Um, do you do any kind of loyalty card? We do. You do? You do? Can you just, so you get, it's like 10 stamps and then you get what? That time you can come and uh, we will get you the loyalty card if you want. Okay, brilliant. And, do, and does everyone get one? Um, it, it not really because the customer from the street where we don't get one, just the regular customer for the corn, corn for us, we, we will. But sometimes uh, some customers, they don't like to, to keep it. But. Uh, and one more quick thing. Do you, do you do like any tea or coffee as people are having their nails done? Yeah, we, we, we have the tea, coffee, water. Oh, lovely. Great. That's brilliant. Okay, that, lovely. Well, I'm just going to ring around a few more places and I'll get back to you. Thank you very much. Yeah, okay then. Bye. Bye. Well, well, well. Seems we've got an answer. We certainly do. Maybe mm. it's not an answer that's very comfortable for Lizzie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, sorry, Lizzie. Okay. Bit of news for you there. Right, should we move on? We should. Okay. Joey says, Hello, Jeff and Annabelle. It's a Tuesday afternoon, and after a week of slogging around moving into a new flat, I had to date myself before going off to work in the evening. I thought I'd treat myself to a late solo lunch in a swanky-looking cafe close to my new place and show my face in some attempt to ingratiate myself in the local community. I was welcomed inside and had found myself a table upstairs in the corner with headphones in, in with headphones in with headphones in taking us up as little room as possible despite the fact the cafe was empty and was promptly served at my table. Just as I was finishing I received a phone call from work that meant I needed to leave pretty promptly so I grabbed my clean plate and mason jar that held my moderately expensively iced latte and took it downstairs thanked the staff and left hastily. When I reached my car about 30 feet away, I noticed the man from the cafe had followed me out. I hadn't heard him calling for me because of the headphones. I had forgotten to pay. Oh, no. Mortified, I did the walk of shame back into the cafe, which by this time had managed to become absolutely heaving. And everyone watched disapprovingly as I was frog marched back to the till to pay up, mumbling about how silly I was and how I'd meant to pay as I ordered. But it slipped my mind and I had to respond to a work call. Being quite young, 23, getting older, faster every year, and my twang of a northern accent, I'm almost certain they thought I was just another vagrant youth trying to make off without paying for his falafel and chili jam panini. Jeff and Annabelle, is there any coming back from this? I left a fiver in the tip jar and apologised profusely. Can I ever show my face again? This cafe was going to become a regular of mine given it's so close to the flat. Or will I just have to put my hood up and scurry past every time I pass in the future? Please advise, I'm getting hungry. Yeah, I mean, some kind of disguise yeah. might work. You could change your appearance drastically. Yeah, I mean, there are some things like if you accidentally, if you've been on holiday and then you come back and you accidentally like have some euros in your pocket and you, you give someone a euro instead of a pound coin, hmm. it might have been done in innocence. Yeah. 
but the assumption is you were trying it on. The way they are, the way you feel yeah, says that, right? And I think people think it too. They think that he was trying it on. And I think that's I think I think they think you were trying to do a runner. You're one of those people. They wouldn't give him the benefit of the doubt. Nah. You really don't think that? Nah. <laughs> and what would you think if he would just would he keep going without a disguise? Do you think they're gonna spit in his food? Yep. <laughs> okay, so what about a heavy disguise? I don't mean plastic surgery, I mean changing hair colour, growing hair, growing a beard or moustache, uh completely revamping a wardrobe and changing your skin colour via something. I mean you could do all that. I um I mean, you could tell them that you found the Lord and, and you repented and say, I was a sinner. I used to like do a runner. <laughs> yeah, like you, you want to say, or like you've just come out. You go, don't go in there for one. They say you've just come out of prison for doing a runner. And you, for doing a runner from the prison. Oh, right. You went to prison before doing a runner. Oh, yeah, I'm not yeah, saying yeah. you've escaped from prison. I because I think then really they'd be duty bound to call the authorities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, I think you just have to either wear a heavy disguise or accept that label of a person who does a runner. And then maybe there'll be a number of years after which they think, oh, he's a reformed character now. If he paid like twice a week for how many years would it take for them to believe that? Seven. Seven years of paying twice a week and not yeah. doing a runner. Yeah. You don't, I think a year is fine. I think even six months is fine. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Has this ever happened to you? Okay. No, has this ever happened to you? Mm. No. No. It's never happened to me. I did once buy to take something accidentally from Sainsbury's. I hope they're not listening. Like my son was eating something as we went round and I forgot to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's That's not the same. Okay, yeah. cool. So uh, <laughs> I, th- I think you have some self-examination. Oh. You might not think you're a, doing a runner guy. You might not think you're a bad person. But maybe you are a bad apple. Maybe <laughs> you're a bad apple. Should we be telling people they're bad apples? It's not my kid. I'm not parenting them. <laughs> but people will stop writing in. Like you were quite harsh last week with the gluten-free girl. I mean, I'm a bit worried we're going to stop getting these with your face. Look, I've got some <laughs> stuff going on. Oh, Jeff. <laughs> All right. You're a bad apple. You're going to have to accept you're a bad apple. Maybe you should find God. Yeah. Capital letters. The Lord, yeah. The Lord. Yeah. Maybe that's what you do need to go. You need to atone. You need to atone. Atone. He needs to atone. Need to atone could you yeah. atone at the cafe? You could um you could say, look, I know I paid, but the time honoured way of um paying your debt in a in a restaurant if you haven't paid with the money mm. is by doing the washing up. Okay. Can I um can I get in that kitchen with a bottle of morning fresh and some marigolds? <laughs> and how often would you have to do that? Like weekly for seven years or less? No, 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 no. I think you could um <laughs> I think one shift is fine. Isn't oh, one, it? oh, this is great. Yeah. But you have to work right the way through to the close. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You can't just do what's in the sink. So what you need to do, you need to no disguise, go back, say, hi, I'm the guy who did the but runner. You, go, to make it easy for them, go in the marigolds and be holding the yeah. bottle of Morning Fresh. And say this, look, I know I said it was an accident. I was wearing headphones. I was distracted by work, new place, stressed out. But I've looked deep within inside myself and I've realised I'm a bad apple. Yeah, and, yeah, I, and I think yeah. I deep down I knew I what I was doing. I wrote into a podcast. <laughs> I thought I was innocent and I was just trying to uh, just trying to figure out how to handle the social etiquette of the situation. Yeah. I've subsequently realised that I'm a bad apple. Yeah. I've had it pointed out to me. Yeah, yeah. And I need to atone. Yeah. Um, there, there has been some talk of the Lord. In capitals. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd like to go into your kitchen where food is prepared <laughs> yep. and uh, atone for my sins. Yeah. And then you need to do this when the cafe is, in your words, heaving, because mm. then the whole community will know that, you've ato- that you know you're a bad apple, yeah. but you're willing to atone for yes. being a bad apple. Yeah, you need to project. You need yep. to, almost like you're announcing it to your community. And that way you're going to make a good impression in your yes. new neighbourhood. Yes. Okay. Good, that's that. Right, let's go on to one more, probably our last one ever. (laughs) And it's from Louise. What's the best way to handle the horrendous situation when someone is asking for money on the London Underground? It's not horrendous because of them. It's horrendous because it's unbearably awkward when every single person in the carriage tries not to make eye contact and stares at their phone. I feel so bad not giving them anything, but I know that if I do, then everyone else on the train will stare at me. This is so true. And that is my worst nightmare. It's actually a lose-lose situation. Either be seen as rude by the person asking or create a scene by giving them something and getting everyone's attention. Help, there must be a guide for how to handle this situation. So I almost almost never have cash on me. I'm really quite anti-cash. Yeah. Um, generally. I mean, I think we shouldn't eradicate it because some people, they can only operate with cash. But I think what we should be doing is figuring out ways of getting those people in our society onto electronic payments. Okay not just keeping cash for cash's sake. But this is beside the point. Okay. So I feel that I, in in good conscience, can always make eye contact with him saying, I'm sorry, I don't have any cash. And do you worry that you're attracting attention to yourself? No, Why? I feel like I am one of, I'm the good one. Uh, so it's worth it for feeling like, Superior. knowing for knowing that you're in the right and everyone else is in the wrong. Yeah. Because it, I feel so rude, not, and it just feels so rude not because to acknowledge. You, you, you know, you, you, you don't want to like, deny somebody the dignity of existing, mm. which is what it feels... I mean, it, that's a dramatic thing to say. No, but if someone asks you a question and you ignore them, that's incredibly rude, right? Would you do yeah. that to anyone else? No. So you shouldn't do it in this situation. Exactly, yes, yes. I feel quite strongly about yes, that. Yes, I, I agree mm. with mm. you. But the trouble is, if you have got cash in your bag, then you, you don't want to lie to them. So be like me, go cashless. Okay. And then you can say in good conscience, I'm sorry, I don't have any cash on me. Okay. But, but also... You're dignifying them with a response. And hope they don't take card. Yeah, if they take card. That's fine. All right, then. Yeah, yeah okay. Fine. Yeah. Good. Okay. And then, you know, afterwards, do do some kind of a... Atone- if you haven't got the cash, then you think, <laughs> oh, God, I, I wish I could have had... Do something to atone. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. If you have a quandary for Quandary Corner at the GLAP Clinic here in Problematic, or if you have a story of social ineptitude, then you can email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey designed our artwork. No podcast next week because it's half term and uh, we're, we're away visiting Sarah's family. But... Um, my favourite um, my fa- favorite quote from this week's podcast is a very tentative um, party. This comes from Paula Phipps, who says, 
Hi, Jeff and Annabelle. Hi. Hi. Can you give a big? It says, "Could you not? Can you?" Okay. Want to be want to be uh, correct. Here. Okay. Okay. Don't want to misrepresent old Fipsy. No, don't. Could you give a shout out to Roxanne, my daughter, and Thor? who are getting married on the beach in San Diego Ooh, on the 19th of October. Very nice. There's a lot to enjoy in that that first paragraph, I think. Mm. There's a wedding. Mm. There's a beach. San Diego. San Diego. I know commenting on people's names is, is annoying for the person whose name it is, but how often do you hear of a Thor? Not enough. That's how often. I love it. Mm. Roxanne used to live and work in New York, and she came into the studio to meet you a few years ago. It would mean the world to her and her new hobby. So have we met Thor? I think I remember meeting Roxanne. I don't I think we've met Thor. I remember meeting a you, Thor. We'd remember that, wouldn't we? I've met some Torbjorns in my time, but never a, never a Thor. Mm. And now, says Paula, on to the most embarrassing moment of my life. Okay, great. That I will never get over. You'll see why. I was a registrar of marriages when I lived in Richmond 15 years ago. I used to attend all the fancy weddings in lovely Richmond hotels and historic houses. My job was to make sure all the legal paperwork was completed and I would sit at a table next to where the bride and groom said their vows and official words. I was never brave enough to be the officiant of the wedding as way too many things could go wrong. So I would sit quietly at my table and do the paperwork. No one even noticed I was there. Until that terrible day. At this particular wedding, the bride and groom were young, in their 20s, and so were most of the guests. I could tell this was going to be a lively crowd. I walked down the aisle with the officiant and sat down at my table while she called in the bridal party. The best man and about 10 young male friends were sitting opposite me in a line and started to laugh as soon as the wedding began. At first, I thought they were all excited about the wedding or maybe there was some in-joke with the groom. Throughout the entire service, they continued to laugh to the point that the bride and groom kept looking at them. I felt their eyes on me and I thought, what have I done? As time went on, it became more and more obvious that they were definitely laughing at me. But why? I started to make sure my hair was in place. Or had my makeup started to run? The laughing continued while they all stared at me. They could not stop laughing. I started to sink into my chair, wishing to disappear, but the laughing continued. The bride and groom were pronounced husband and wife. Everyone cheered as they left the room. I then felt a tap on my shoulder from a sweet old lady, probably someone's nan, and she whispered in my ear, The back of your dress is tucked into your knickers. I'd walk down the aisle with my formal oh, dress tucked into my knickers. OMG. This is so bad. I waited for the entire room to be empty before I made my escape. Oh, God. I did the only thing I could do. I quit my job <laughs> and moved to the Arizona desert. <laughs> I couldn't risk ever bumping into a Brit again. The shame. I don't even think I've worn a dress since. Oh, no. In a few weeks, my daughter gets married. And I will be checking my dress 50 times a day. You can never be too careful. Yeah. The end. <laughs> As I curl up in a ball, just thinking about it. Oh, Hugs to you both. Take care. Paula Phipps. Oh, well, I hope sharing that in some way is just 
helping you uh, re- resolve that painful memory. Mm. I hope that the wedding isn't too triggering. Yes. That you don't run out screaming. <laughs> I'm sure you'd be Doesn't fine. Doesn't sound like you're the type. No. And I hope Roxanne and, and Thor have oh, a wonderful day. Have a lovely wedding. Sounds great, doesn't it? It does sound beautiful, yeah. Congratulations. And if you would like a podication, email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. I thought that ended up being.